We're in the middle of a, uh, a period in Nigeria where things are very hard, very dark. You know, in fact, just last night, Peter B dropped out of the race, at least with PDP. Uh -huh. That was a heartbreak uh -huh. for every Nigerian who wants yep. things to be better. So, again, back to being a god and contributing something positive in these times where it's like so uncertain and just yeah, depressing. This game utilizes the exact issues yeah. that Nigeria has and to find the beauty in it. That is what is so deeply profound about this game. Entrepreneurs talk about success and building these things. They always say, solve a problem, uh -huh. right? But what you guys did, you went a step f further. You took the problem, you didn't solve it, but you made a game out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is next level. Talk about finding beauty in the madness. Talk about turning shit to sugar. Guys, a few months ago, I released an episode where I described Nigeria as a perfect storm of suffering. But there is also a board game taking Nigeria by storm. An ingenious, indigenous board game that utilizes that suffering and turns it into something fiercely fun and addictive. That board game is called One Chance. In this episode, I talked to the man behind the game, Baba Femi Fagbemi, a god. He had one chance to create one chance and he took it. Fucking poetic. Listen to hear what it took to create what I describe as the fella of board games, a truly pan-African board game. Febi and I met up at the Gatsby at Zudara, where we talked about the game and how it is, in many ways, more than a game. I asked him everything there is to ask about such an ambitious and historic project. My curiosity overfloweth. And not only did we talk about the game, we actually played the game. It was a damn good time. Pay attention as the story switches between our conversation about the game and us actually playing the game. It was hella competitive, so if you listen till the end, you'll be able to find out who won. In the meantime, do support the cause. Follow One Chance Game on IG and Twitter to keep up with their content, which is super engaging. My name is Rodney Omarkadjir, and this is The Young God, a podcast for gods. First of all, let me take this opportunity to welcome you to The Young God, a podcast for gods. It is called that because I believe that, first of all, I'm a god. And anyone who is doing anything worthwhile, creating something meaningful that impacts people positively, beautifully, that's a god. You know what I mean? Anyone who's doing the most of what they have, that's a god. And... From the day that Timerian teased this game, I knew I had to, you know, it just, it spoke to me. I had to be a part of it one way or the other. I had to um, see for myself. And I'm a gamer, bro. I, I'm good at Scrabble. I'm good at okay. all them stuff. I don't lose, my man. Okay, so you're very competitive. Very competitive. Yeah. So it was like a, a thing of pride that someone I knew, Timerian, was on this project and a game that I that 
first of all, I have no idea. I have, you're gonna tell me what this game is about. Yeah. I have no idea what it's gonna go on, and then we're gonna play a little bit. But before we even get started, let me just ask you. Um, Femi fuck with me. What do you do? Uh, that's a very, very, it's a very, very open-ended question. Um, I think back in the day, who asked me what do I do? I used to like to say, um, um, I do things. It's just a very, just be very, very vague with it. But yeah. um, I think right now I can just say I make games. That's that's the best way. That's that's simply currently so you, the you best made, way. You made games before? No, no, no. Okay. So right now, I can say, but you can made say games, that I mean, right. if, if we're talking about one chance, but I've done other things. Um, okay. I have some other businesses here and there. I've done different things in different in different spheres. So, um, but right now, I can actually, you know, just uh, let's not go into too much detail. Yeah. Make games. You know? So how did you? How did how did the gaming thing just become the <laughs> next the next stage in your career, your evolution? Uh, that's a very very. Um, deep question but personally for me I think the same way you like games mm-hmm. I've, I've always loved games um, back in 2014 15 I actually wanted to be a pro gamer so if you go online and you search my name there's one video of somebody playing FIFA and whooping people's asses that you might find that's you yeah you might find there so I'm like I do not I do not lose that's I feel just you FIFA though everything so I, I do not tend to lose in most things that I do so I'm very competitive um, but yeah, I've always loved video games. Uh, I tried different things at different points in my life. But you know, at some point you decide you're not chasing money. Um, you're, you're looking for something that gives you that feeling to wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, okay. I feel a little sense of accomplishment. I feel that drive. I want to push to do this. And also to maybe create something new. Yeah, so I've, I think video games and gaming was always somewhere I was going to end up. Mm-hmm. It was it was more of a when, mm-hmm. not if. It was more of a when. I, I think when is now. Yeah. Were your family and friends surprised by this pivot? I don't think so. I, I've, I've always been a I'll do what I want kind of person. So yeah. it's more like, and I'm lucky that I have a very very supportive family. Yeah, and friends like very. Very, very supportive. So they knew that okay, um, this is what you want to do. We're actually going to back you, um, both with our efforts and time, and both financially. So. so you've quit your day job. I've never really had a day job like that. I've always, I've, not not to flex, but <laughs> I'm always like an employer of people. I see. Get, so I it's see, more, it's more now ensuring that every other thing that I have set up is able to run sustainably. Wow. I'm not pushing this, which probably has the potential to be the biggest one of all of them. It, it really does, man. Then the beginning, you have to pass jam. Okay. So to pass jam, the cutoff mark for jam is four. So you need to go to four, five, or six. So your jam score determines where you start from. Okay. I'll give you the honor, since you're feeling lucky, to pass jam first. So four, four to five, six. six. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you fail jam three times, you enter with just a hundred. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's... Affliction will not dry the second time. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's three. God damn it. Affliction has risen. Oh, my So how did the name come about? Did you have the idea first, then get the name, or you got the name, then you built a game around that? Um, so we had the idea first. Um, the name was not the last thing, but it was one of the... Um, things that came after. So after the concept was more or less um, 
created, then we kind of just um, fleshed out the name. You get initially it was we had some other names in the works. Mm-hmm. I think at first we tried Jagaban or something like that. Jagaban, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we don't mm-hmm. mess on nothing political, please. We try to try different names, um, but this it just felt like ordained, you know. And so we got the name one chance. We decided on the name One Chance, and then a lot of people said, no, we shouldn't use it. Um, reason being because um, it was difficult to trademark, and then it's sort of descriptive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew exactly how we tied into the product and how there was no, there's no better name for this. Yeah. Even if you want to make it One Chance, like W-A-N, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like we're building a product that is meant to last a lifetime. Okay. So um, we tried to trademark it. We got told no by maybe 10 or 12 trademark registrars and then I go why am I messing around I go to the top dog head of the registry registry commission go meet with him he says nope still um, I come back he still says no um, but I'm determined to not take no for an answer so eventually um, we work out the way for us to be able to trademark one chance I think we've been able to trademark it in a couple of other countries the UK um, US other countries and then yeah we have like a design patent on other stuff in Nigeria and some other countries as well um, and the rest is history my money yes sir prison one chance Lord be good to me Yes, your rich relative dies and leaves you one million. So this card is always very, very funny to me. Because I see how people are so happy. I'm like, bro, your uncle just died. (laughs) (laughs) Shay? Why are you so happy? I didn't know them that well. I didn't know them, but I need the money. Do we really need another board game? Because there are so many out there, so many. Why do you think your game has to be added to the pile? Because there are actually a lot. <laughs> there are a lot. One yeah. thing that happened is when we started building this, we did like a lot of research, like tons, tons of research. And I say research, I mean, I have like documents, like 50 page documents just by me and some of my team members on how, on different reasons, different types of games, different things to study. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah, we, need, we needed this. You know, in all that research, there's nothing that's Nigerian. There's nothing that's African. The closest we have to a Nigerian game is what? And I don't even think we invented what? No, we didn't. We just, we adopted it. Same thing with Jollof Rice. Oh, my no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was more of a case of let's build something that is ours, that people can look at and know that, okay, this belongs to us. This is our property. And this tells our story because yeah. that's what all those other products do. Monopoly tells a story. Yeah. It tells the British story, American story. Mm-hmm. Um, Scrabble tells you the English story. Mm-hmm. And the closest we have to a board game or something that is African is Iron Man. Uh, yes, that, that doesn't even really, it's just math. It's literally just counting stones. Yeah. So we, there's a need for this. Um, and there's also the fact that that people always ask, why did we go board game first? Why not digital first? Because, mm. and I'll give you an example of it. I was talking to some older women like five, six days ago, like mothers, mm. not older, but like they have like children that are like 12, 13. Yeah. And 
they saw the game mm-hmm. and they literally started like they were they were praising me and asking questions and also giving feedback. They haven't played it, they did not own it. Yeah. But they were talking about how like like children of this day and age, their biggest issues are they're stuck to their phones. It's the same thing with us. Yeah. We're all stuck to their phone, our phones. We don't have any downtime. There's no um, I just want to chill with my friends. Even when sometimes you go with your friends, everybody's there, we're all just yeah. we're all still on yeah. our phones. Yeah. And one time we played this in when we're still in the testing phase, we played with a couple of my friends uh, in Kim Kami. And what happened was they played from eleven till six. I thought we'd play for just one or two hours. They played from eleven till six. And eleven AM to six PM. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Like that's that's the, so it's they played multiple games. So yeah. the average game is between thirty to 45, 50 minutes, depending on how adventurous people are. Mm. Um, so they played from eleven till six, and by the time they had finished playing, most people realized that oh, I'm just starting to get back into the cycle of oh, where's my phone? What's mm. this? And they, they were like, this is one of the first times that they've had that I'm disconnected from my phone feeling. Even we've sold quite a few copies, mm. and some people gave us feedback. I asked somebody, How come you guys never ever send me videos of you playing? He said, We play it all the time, but it's just that when we're playing it, nobody's ever really remembering that. Yeah, I want to snap because yeah. it's very, very intense, like yeah. straight off the bat. It's very, very intense, and then you just it's good time away from your phone. You get. So, I think that's the other part. So, how many people can play? Um, so it's between two to twelve. But there are two different game modes. So the first game mode is you can the truth is I've seen videos of people playing it with twelve, like thirteen, fourteen. Some people carry their, their drink covers are and using it as tokens. They yeah. just wanted to play as much. Yeah. But we advise two to six okay. for single players yeah. and then group players two to four to twelve. Yeah. Because you can team up and control one one character and then play mm-hmm. another game. Wow. That's what we advise, sir. But uh, you build something, people will do what they want. Like when I watched somebody's videos, someone's video yesterday, and I was seeing and uh, drink covers on the board. I was like, what's happening here? And then I looked at our there are about 12 people playing individually. So I swear to God. So it's, and they were all having a good time, having fun. One person, sorry, one person committed suicide, like in the game. Oh. <laughs> and he, like, he, said, he said, I'm done. Like, this has been too hard on me. It's too intense. I'm killing myself. <laughs> oh, wow. So how does it feel to have to create a product that has that kind of um, impact on people, that they can engage with your stuff in this way? I don't know, to be honest. I, I feel like I'm still just taking it all in. I'm just... And can I guess, this is one of the first times, maybe in your career, in your life, where something you made, you, you're getting this kind of such visceral reactions that yeah. like blowing you away. Yeah. Like, I've, I've built other stuff in the past, and maybe those kinds of things you build for one person, mm-hmm. two people, maybe a small team. Yeah. But this one is more, you know, I don't know the people that I am seeing playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just, I see their reactions, I want them having fun. It's it's refreshing. It's, it's very, very... Yeah. It's Like I said, I cannot explain the feeling, but I'm just taking it all in one day at a time. <laughs> yes, sir! Oh. Uh, so your jam result is fake. Go out with right jam. 
Nice. So I, step out. I don't come back in as I pass jam. One of the crazy things about this game, these color codes mm-hmm. around the cards are very, very integral to the experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that every time you lift off a lift off a card, you don't read it immediately. The first thing that you just you get hit with is it good or is it bad? Like I just want to know. Like yeah. then prepare myself. When it's now red, you now go, how bad? Yeah, yeah. You now you're like you have Okay, let's see how bad it is. Yeah. If it's good, you're like, hmm, it's good. Let's see what it has in yeah, stuff. Yeah. I love these details you guys put in, bro. How dope has the show been so far? For real. If you're enjoying this podcast, do support by following on IG at the Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content and updates. Feel free to slide in my DMs and let me know what you're feeling, what your listening experience is like, and whatever else might be on your mind. I'm here for it. And by the way, do subscribe and tell a friend. So you spoke about the um, the research that went into it. So can you give me more details about the overall process? Oh, God had a huge part to play in this shit. Of course, God had a huge part to play, mm. um, and the truth is, the idea for this hit me like a brick. Mm. I'm not even joking. It was literally like, like a brick, and it came sort of when I say a fully formed brick, but it wasn't. But it was like a, it was a, it was like a brick that you could see the definition. You just had to flesh it out, and we spent like some weeks, maybe like six to eight weeks doing like proper research mm-hmm. to kind of make sure that okay, what we're building makes sense, uh, what are the mechanics that we're trying to infuse into this, how do we tie this into Nigeria, mm-hmm. how do we make this culturally um, significant, and then how do we build this in such a way that it doesn't feel fake, it doesn't feel um, like, you know, you can build something that is just a copy and paste of something else. Mm-hmm. We, we genuinely use first principles where we broke everything down, even though I had a bit of the idea. And we broke it down and we started to build it up again. And then the truth is, I think the hardest part of research, mm-hmm. the hardest part of research went into making this a reality because there's no blueprint. I feel like that's what most people do not realize about how hard this mm. this thing has been. There's there's nobody out there in Nigeria doing board games at this level of quality or scale. Yeah. You understand? It's, it's an untapped market. We're literally building a market. Nigerians like board games, yeah. but there's oh, no yeah. market for Nigerian authentic board games. And we're literally building a market from scratch. So um yeah, a lot went into that. Even the research for marketing, for our approach towards a lot of. So yeah, I, I can't right now. I cannot start um, giving you like a detailed step by step process. Mm. But it was just more of okay. The idea was there. Put a team together. Um, started to do like detailed research and detailed in certain aspects. Um, Brought all those aspects together. Design. And mechanics, marketing, and manufacturing, all these things over the span of like two years. So it's not it's not a six months push this out, it's two years plus that's, that's like what I say to make it yeah. seem like it didn't take that long. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a picture of this on my phone from 
and we were not allowed to take any pictures during like the because mm. yeah, I wanted it to be very very by having a picture of like one of the first prototypes on my phone from like November 2019 so before lockdown yeah so that's just the game we, if all we could have used it during lockdown to be fair mm. if we rushed the um, but we said we didn't want to rush the R&D process mm. it's we're building something for a lifetime if I can say that so yeah. it's more like let's do it until right by the time people see the product they go mm. okay I like this Okay, anyway, one chance. Think well. Think about it. I'm taking it. Take it. Oh my gosh. I not have it. <laughs> I should not have taken it. I should not have taken it. What does this It says, You are stopped by SARS for being an online fraudster. Settle with 500k. Oh my jeez. I love this game. It really makes me feel like it makes you feel, you feel pain. Real pain. Oh shoot. It's safe to say that you have you and your team have changed the game's night forever. I don't know about that. I'm just that's just. I don't know. Yo, I haven't done game's night at my place in a long time. With this, I'm about to do yes. something for the next four weeks. We're about to be be gaming on this on this shit. Don't play, bro. I don't know. You know, yeah. people are gonna stories will be told on top of your head. Make no mistake. <laughs> 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 so, um, how did you pick the characters? I had some part to play, but I, I don't think of myself as needing to do everything. Mm. We actually had like a... Okay, not, not you specifically, but in general, how did okay, you guys okay, okay, okay. pick so the we characters? Tried to, we tried to diversify every character from every region of Nigeria. Um, even though the characters are based in Lagos, but we tried to have an Igbo character, a Yoruba character, a Hausa character. We just tried to mix it up, mm. have it like a melting pot of people so that there's someone for everybody. Yeah. Um, if you notice on the cover of the game, there are characters wearing Nigerian attires. Mm -hmm. There are also some characters wearing, like the way we Nigerians, like myself, you know, yeah. dress very casual yeah. and, and let me say soft in a sense. Yeah. We have people like that. Mm -hmm. Then we also have like one or two, one character that's a bit street. Um, so yeah, we tried to, to mix it up as much as possible. Every single character has a, they don't have powers, but it's just like, there's like a story, a backstory to everybody. Okay. So we tried to create um, somebody that everybody could do a little bit of resonance with. Yeah. Yeah. What would, and this is just me spitballing here, what would a white character do in the game? You know, like, you know how we interact with white people on a normal day? Yeah. And how white people are in Nigeria. Yeah. So like, if I was on the team, you know, there's no way you're passing R&D without me at least saying, guys, shouldn't we at least have a, a one white character to just like be like a joker card or like some kind of like wild card or something? I don't know. What would that, what would that feel like in the game? No offense. Yeah. But um, and I'm trying to, to be very, very careful with... <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be very, very careful with just like using words. Because, okay. But in our design phase, we were building something that matches the color of our skin. Right, something right, right. that appeals to mm -hmm. us. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we build things that panda to to the white man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, you can build when you're building for mass markets, you have to take into consideration all the markets. Mm -hmm. But for this very first iteration, 
Mm. We wanted it to be clear from the jump that this is very, very African, mm. very, very original, mm. very, very authentically local at the same time. There are no white characters on the board. There are no white characters. In the future, we, we do plan to have some, and we already even have one. So every character has a story. Okay. We have some characters. We already have like characters for every not give too much away. We already have some other characters in development. Yeah. Uh, and one of them is a white expatriate that came to Nigeria. Um, That's it. But we did not want to launch with that. We okay. didn't want to launch with with it feeling like as if because the ratio like what what black people yeah. understand. And for now we wanted to represent that represent that blackness, yeah. the authenticity, the rich mm-hmm. African culture. So yeah, even though we have one or two light skinned characters but they're not black. They're not white. They're very much, our characters are very much, um, for now, very much. African. In the future, you might meet an Asian character because there are a lot of Chinese people in Nigeria now. Bruh. You might meet a white expatriate. In construction, yeah. Lebanese. Yeah. <laughs> so there, yeah. where we, we do. Like an expansion pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, obviously, so I, I get it, like having to, you know, you don't have to just focus and like mm-hmm. get this one right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can definitely see, I haven't even paid it yet, but I can definitely see um, a situation where um, you throw in that expat for, for some vibes just to see how it's going to get people going again. So I, I, I dig that. So it's safe to say that you have created a pan-African, a truly pan-African board game. Would you describe it as that? Would you say um, that? The fella I, of I board games. People, people say superlatives. They, I'm not, I'm a very confident person. But for this one, I tend to be very, very humble. You know, mm. We've built something that we know is quality. We can tell the, the feedback. But, you know, it takes time. Yeah. I feel like you cannot wake up and, and call yourself the whiskey of music without doing the work and yeah. the time. Yeah. And I think... If in one or two years we sold a million copies, we can come back and... But bro, let's, we're on the Young God podcast right now. And on this podcast, one thing you're allowed to do is, is speak aspirationally. So you're, you're allowed to at least think that, you know, at some point you could say... No, no, I don't, I don't want to be too cocky, so they'll go and buy it. It's <laughs> 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 If I say that we're going to sell one million, they'll say, this one's going to sell one. doesn't need my money, please. <laughs> we need to go and buy support so, one so chance. Can, yeah, so we can actually get to that yeah. and one million copy. What makes one chance different from any other board game? What would you say? I can't. You know, it's a very, very. That's a very, very. Um, so I, I got off the phone with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. I'll say he works where he owns a VC firm. Yeah. Um, he was playing, he played one chance with a couple of his rich friends. Yeah. VC people have money now. Too. Yeah, of course. Rich friends. Yeah. And he was not asking me, did I put jazz in this game? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he asked me. He's, he's a bit, he's African American. Yeah. Did I put jazz in this game? That I should explain to him how things that happen in real life were playing out in the game. Um, and he's not the first person to say that. I'm just giving that as context. Yeah. That the richest person out, like amongst their friends, the person that is wealthy, you know, there's rich yeah, and there's, there's wealth. wealth. Yeah. The person that is wealthy. Yeah. Every, so the game has good things and bad things. Same way with his life, 
good things just seemed to follow him around in the game. Mm. And it was more like a reflection of, of real life. So, mm. I, like I said, I, don't, I do not take credit for the creation of this game. I think, I mean, very spiritual person, so I think there's an element of, um, if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else. Maybe mm-hmm. God already had this in the works. Yeah. And he just chose me as, as a vessel to more or less um, bring this to life. But it's, it's a very, very rich, game that by the time you play it it will have you questioning a lot of things yeah. and the good thing about it, it also has like a financial element yeah, okay. so by the time you've made mistakes in the game mm-hmm. you start thinking about how you could have done things better with your money mm. so it's in terms of what makes it different you just have to play it and see for yourself I really entered one chance. I really, I really entered one chance now. I've really entered one chance. What the fuck is this? No, no, this is one chance. Let's let's see what is inside. Let's get hands on. As it is now, I am unwrapping or taking the game out the, the packaging. This is even just the feel of the box. You guys put. Was this done in Nigeria? No, it wasn't. Okay. I don't say of course because I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> so to be fair, to be fair, um, to be fair, I, I would say that we wanted to manufacture in Nigeria. Yeah. But we couldn't get it at the the quality that shouts this is the best thing out there. Mm. We needed the quality to be above and beyond special, like without a doubt. Mm. Like you look at it and you can feel it. You can touch it. Yeah. Um, even down to the design experience, even to the unboxing experience. And we wanted all of that to be I can see Timenu's handwork on this art direction. The box says Experience Lagos. So I'm guessing that your next iteration of the game will have to be Experience Abuja. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I'm fingers crossed. So it'll be like, so one of the characters will be those, um, those men who wear kaftan <laughs> and sleep in their bands. <laughs> And get money from women. <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, bro. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath in through the nose. out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Let's resume. Yeah, it's, it's been a, I, I think more than anything, it's been the journey. 
Mm. Um, I don't look at it as I don't even look at selling a million copies as just as a goal or anything. Mm. It's more like seeing somebody play the game and having fun. Um, I think I have stumbled across people's stories that I do not follow. Um, or some people have come and followed me and then once in a while I check their stories and then I see um, them playing one chance without tagging us or anything like that. Just like today, this is after my way here. Mm. I just checked someone's story and it was from yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were having a blast. Like like the way we were standing up and they were having you could tell they were having like the time of of their lives. And it was just very, very I don't know if the word is refreshing or where exactly it is. It was just it was a good feeling. It was a very special feeling to be able to to see that happen in real time. I don't have a a direct part to play. It doesn't feel it wasn't like a marketing strategy mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. PR type mm-hmm. thing. It was just people vibing and having a great time. Yeah, so. You know the best thing to contextualize this for you, right? We're in the middle of a uh, a period in Nigeria where things are very hard, very dark, you know. In fact, just last night, PTOB dropped out of the race, at least with PDP. Uh-huh. That was a heartbreak uh-huh. for every Nigerian who wants yep. things to be better. So, again, back to being a god and contributing something positive in these times where it's like so uncertain and just yeah, depressing. Yeah, and the best thing about it is that this game utilizes the exact issues yeah. that Nigeria has yeah. and to find the beauty in it. That is what is so deeply profound about this game. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs talk about success and building these things. They always say, solve your problem, uh-huh. right? But what you guys did, you went a step f- further. You took the problem, you didn't solve it, but you made a game out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is next level product development, and I commend you and your team, Timayin. Timayin, Fedayo, um, Bolu, Elena, Sifer, Oge, um, there's Shagun, there's Matthew, there's Debbie. There's, there's a lot of us on the team, you know, there's a 2B. So many people that you just have to, like, give. A 2B, yes, the 2B's artwork. He's the one that drew these characters, wasn't he? A 2B. He, he drew most of them, yeah. Yeah, it's his art style. He did the first iteration of the yeah. Young God podcast cover. So, uh, so I'm familiar. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Baba Femi, you have a very, very amazing product in your hand. Um, I'm honored that you would come on my, my podcast and tell me your story. Um, hopefully it won't be the last time. And just as we play this game where you won, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you that you will win in whatever other games you're playing long term. So uh, there you have it, Femi. Thanks again. I'm glad to be here. So it was actually a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Playing and talking, right? Yeah, it, it was. It was yeah. a lot of fun. This is the Young God. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot hype this game enough. Spice up your next games night with the first authentically Nigerian board game. Check them out on IG and Twitter at One Chance Game. Rodney out.